Story Nori presents The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling, Part 8. Hello, this is Richard, and I'm here with another episode of The Jungle Book. Mowgli has been kidnapped by the monkey people, the Bandalog. Bagheera, the Black Panther, Baloo, the Bear, and Kaa, the Python, have come to his rescue and are fighting in a desperate struggle. Bagheera has been completely overcome by monkey people and is calling for help. Baloo fears that Ka might have sneaked away at the last minute. And I'm delighted to dedicate the episode to Finn and Orlo, whose family supports Story Nori on Patreon. Ka had only just worked his way over the West Wall, landing with a wrench that dislodged a coping stone into the ditch. He had no intention of losing any advantage of the ground, and coiled and uncoiled himself once or twice to be sure that every foot of his long body was in working order. All that while, the fight with Baloo went on, and the monkeys yelled in the tank round Bagheera, and Mang the Bat, flying to and fro, carried the news of the great battle over the jungle, till even Hati, the wild elephant, trumpeted, and far away scattered bands of the monkey folk woke and came leaping along the tree roads to help their comrades in the cold layers, and the noise of the fight roused all the daybirds for miles round. Then Carr came straight, quickly and anxious to kill. The fighting strength of a python is in the driving blow of his head, backed by all the strength and weight of his body. If you can imagine a lance, or a battering ram, or a hammer weighing nearly half a ton, driven by a cool, quiet mind living in the handle of it, you can roughly imagine what Carr was like when he fought. A python four or five feet long can knock a man down if he hits him fairly in the chest, and Carr was 30 feet long, as you know. His first stroke was delivered into the heart of the crowd round Baloo. It was sent home with shut mouth in silence, and there was no need of a second. The monkeys scattered with cries of, Carr! It is Carr! Run! Run! Generations of monkeys had been scared into good behaviour by the stories their elders told them of Carr, the night thief, who could slip along the branches as quietly as moss grows and steal away the strongest monkey that ever lived. Of old Carr, who could make himself look so like a dead branch or a rotten stump that the wisest were deceived, until the branch caught them, Carr was everything that the monkeys feared in the jungle, for none of them knew the limits of his power. None of them could look him in the face, and none of them had ever come alive out of his hug. And so they ran, stammering with terror to the walls and the roofs of the houses, and Baloo drew a deep breath of relief. His fur was much thicker than Bagheera's, but he had suffered sorely in the fight. Then Carr opened his mouth for the first time and spoke one long hissing word, 
and the faraway monkeys, hurrying to the defence of the cold layers, stayed where they were, cowering till the loaded branches bent and crackled under them. The monkeys on the walls and the empty houses stopped their cries, and in the stillness that fell upon the city, Mowgli heard Bagheera shaking his wet sides as he came up from the tank. Then the clamour broke out again. The monkeys leapt higher up the walls. They clung around the necks of the big stone idols and shrieked as they skipped along the battlements, while Mowgli, dancing in the summer house, put his eye to the screenwork and hooted owl fashion between his front teeth to show his derision and contempt. Get the man cub out of that trap! I can do no more, Bagheera gasped. Let us take the man cub and go. They may attack again. They will not move till I order them. Stay you so, Carr hissed, and the city was silent once more. I could not come before, brother. But I think I heard thee call. This was to Bagheera. I, I may have cried out in the battle. Bagheera answered. Blue, art thou hurt? I am not sure that they did not pull me into a hundred little bearlings, said Baloo gravely, shaking one leg after the other. Wow, I am sore. Car, we owe thee, I think, our lives, Bagheera and I. No matter. Where is the manling? Here, in a trap. I cannot climb out, cried Mowgli. The curve of the broken dome was above his head. Take him away. He dances like Mao the Peacock. He will crush our young, said the cobras inside. <laughs> said Carr with a chuckle. He has friends everywhere, this manling. Stand back, manling, and hide you, oh poison people. I break down the wall. Carr looked carefully till he found a discoloured crack in the marble tracery, showing a weak spot, made two or three little taps with his head to get the distance, and then lifting up six feet of his body clear of the ground, sent home half a dozen full-power smashing blows nose first. The screenwork broke and fell away in a cloud of dust and rubbish and Mowgli leapt through the opening and flung himself between Baloo and Bagheera, an arm around each big neck. Art thou hurt? said Baloo, hugging him softly. I am sore, hungry, and not a little bruised, but oh, they have handled ye grievously, my brothers. Ye bleed. Others also said Bagheera, licking his lips and looking at the monkey dead on the terrace and round the tank. It is nothing, it is nothing, if thou art safe. Oh, my pride of all little frogs, whimpered Baloo. That we shall judge later, 
said Bagheera, in a dry voice that Mowgli did not at all like. But here is Ka, to whom we owe the battle, and thou owest thy life. Thank him according to our customs, Mowgli. Mowgli turned and saw the great python's head swaying a foot above his own. So this is the manling, said Ka. Very soft is his skin, and he is not unlike the bandalog. Have a care, manling, that I do not mistake thee for a monkey some twilight when I have a newly changed coat. We be of one blood, thou and I, Mowgli answered. I take my life from thee tonight. My kill shall be thy kill, if ever thou art hungry, O Carr. All thanks, little brother, said Carr, though his eyes twinkled. And what may so bold a hunter kill? I ask that I may follow when next he goes abroad. I kill nothing. I'm too little. But I drive goats towards such as can use them. When thou art empty, come to me and see if I speak the truth. I have some skill in these. He held out his hands. And if ever thou art in a trap, I may pay the debt which I owe to thee, to Bagheera and to Baloo here. Good hunting to ye all, my masters. Well said, growled Baloo, for Mowgli had returned thanks very prettily. The python dropped his head lightly for a minute on Mowgli's shoulder. A brave heart and a courteous tongue, said he. They shall carry thee far through the jungle, manling. But now go hence quickly with thy friends. Go and sleep, for the moon sets, and what follows it is not well that thou should see. The moon was sinking behind the hills, and the lines of trembling monkeys huddled together on the walls and battlements looked like ragged, shaky fringes of things. Baloo went down to the tank for a drink, and Bagheera began to put his fur in order, as Carr glided out into the centre of the terrace and brought his jaws together with a ringing snap that drew all the monkey's eyes upon him. The moon sets, he said. Is there yet light enough to see? From the walls came a moan, like the wind in the treetops. We see, Hoka! Good! Begins now the dance, the dance of the hunger of Ka. Sit still and watch. He turned twice or thrice in a big circle, weaving his head from right to left. Then he began making loops and figures of eight with his body, and soft, oozy triangles that melted into squares and five-sided figures and coiled mounds, never resting, never hurrying, and never stopping 
his low humming song. It grew darker and darker, till at last the dragging shifting coils disappeared, but they could hear the rustle of the scales. Baloo and Bagheera stood still as stone, growling in their throats, their neck hair bristling, and Mowgli watched and wondered. Bandalog, said the voice of Carr at last, can ye stir foot or hand without my order? Speak! Without my order, we cannot stir foot or hand, O Carr! Good! Come all one pace nearer to me. The lines of the monkeys swayed forward helplessly, and Baloo and Bagheera took one stiff step forward with them. Nearer! hissed Carr, and they all moved again. Mowgli laid his hands on Baloo and Bagheera to get them away, and the two great beasts started as though they had been waked from a dream. Keep thy hand on my shoulder, Bagheera whispered. Keep it there, or I must go back. Must go back to Car. It is only Car making circles on the dust, said Mowgli. Let us go. And the three slipped off through a gap in the walls to the jungle. <sighs> said Baloo when he stood under the still trees again. Nevermore will I make an ally of Car, and he shook himself all over. He knows more than we, said Bagheera, trembling. In a little time, had I stayed, I should have walked down his throat. Many will walk by that road before the moon rises again, said Baloo. He will have good hunting after his own fashion. But what was the meaning of it all? said Mowgli, who did not know anything of a python's powers of fascination. I saw no more than a big snake making foolish circles till the dark came, and his nose was all sore. <laughs> Mowgli, said Bagheera angrily, his nose was sore on thy account, as my ears and sides and paws and Baloo's neck and shoulders are bitten on thy account. Neither Baloo nor Bagheera will be able to hunt with pleasure for many days. It is nothing, said Baloo. We have the man-cub again. True, but he has cost us heavily in time, which might have been spent in good hunting, in wounds, in hair. I am half-plucked along my back. And last of all, in honour. For remember, Mowgli, I, who am the Black Panther, was forced to call upon Car for protection, and Baloo and I were both made stupid as little birds by the hunger dance. All this, man-cub, came of thy playing with the Bandalog. True, it is true, said Mowgli sorrowfully. I am an evil man-cub, and my stomach is sad in me. Hmm. What says the law of the jungle, Baloo? Baloo did not wish to bring Mowgli into any more trouble, but he could not tamper with the law, so he mumbled, 
Sorrow never stays punishment. But remember, Bagheera, he is very little. I will remember, but he has done mischief, and blows must be dealt now. Mowgli, has thou anything to say? Nothing. I did wrong. Baloo and thou are wounded. It is just. Bagheera gave him half a dozen love taps from a panther's point of view. They would hardly have waked one of his own cubs. But for a seven-year-old boy, they amounted to as severe a beating as you could wish to avoid. When it was all over, Mowgli sneezed and picked himself up without a word. Now, said Bagheera, jump on my back, little brother, and we will go home. One of the beauties of jungle law is that punishment settles all scores. There is no nagging afterward. Mowgli laid his head down on Bagheera's back and slept so deeply that he never waked when he was put down in the home cave. And we would like to thank our supporters on Patreon, including Finn and Orlo, who write to us. Our names are Finn, 10 years old, and Orlo, 8 years old. We started listening to Story Nori in Washington, D.C. when we were a few years old. We moved to Bogota in 2017 and listened on our drives through the Andes Mountains and the tropical rainforests of Colombia. Now we live in Vienna, near the Danube River, and we listen when we're driving around Austria. Finn's favourite stories are the mythology ones, Katie the Witch and also Bertie. Orlo loves Astro Pup, Katie the Witch and The Jungle Book. We both really like that your stories are free, but that is also why we want to support you on Patreon. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Finn and Orlo, for helping keep Story Nori going on our own journey. Also, you may have heard the lore of the jungle mentioned a lot. Now, Kipling actually wrote a separate poem called The Lore of the Jungle. If you'd be interested in listening to it, I recorded it for my own YouTube channel, Skatoetry. Bertie says that he'll kindly put a link to it at the top of the story. For now, from me, Richard, at storynori.com, goodbye.